You're listening to the Decluttered Mom Podcast, a podcast built specifically for busy moms by a busy mom. I'm your host, Diana Renee. And in 2017, I had my second daughter and it felt like I was literally drowning in my home. Okay, not literally, but I felt like I couldn't breathe with all of the stuff surrounding me. Over the next 10 months, I got rid of approximately 70% of our household belongings, and I have never looked back. I kind of feel like I hacked the mom system, and I'm here to share all the tips, tricks, and encouragement. Let's listen to today's show. Welcome to another episode of the Decluttered Mom podcast. Today uh, is going to be probably a pretty quick one, but I want to talk about meal planning in a way. Um, meal planning is something, meal planning is something that really used to stress me out. A big part of that, honestly, I think is that I hate cooking. (laughs) Like I hate cooking. I hate baking. I know that's not like a popular thing. Um, I, so many of my friends like absolutely love to cook and find it like something that relaxes them or they really enjoy and it's a hobby or they just love it. Right. And that is not me. Like I, if I could just warm everything up in a microwave, I would be so happy. Um, (laughs) or if like just food just appeared on a plate before me, like I would be, that's just, I don't enjoy cooking and I've tried different ways to enjoy it and I just don't enjoy it. And what I've come to learn first of all, is that that's okay. I don't have to enjoy it. Uh, We don't have to enjoy everything that we do, that we choose to do for our homes or for our families. And I, if you don't know, so last year in like April of 2022, we had like a kitchen flood. I don't think, I don't know if I'd call it a flood, but we had a water leak in our kitchen that was behind the wall. It was in the drain pipe of our kitchen sink. And we didn't know it was there until we discovered that it was there. And by then the water had gone under all of the cabinets except for two. Um, And then it also went under all of the, or not all, it went under about like probably about a third of the floor in the kitchen. So what that meant was we, we didn't want to cut corners. We wanted to make sure that we did everything correctly and professionally. Um, so we had a restoration company come in and they had to rip everything out. They ripped out our entire kitchen. So we didn't have a kitchen. Um, and in like normal circumstances, I think that it probably would have taken maybe like a month or so to have it back to normal to rebuild and everything. But because of the pandemic, we, there were so many issues with supply chain issues and labor issues. We also had in the area this, this event, this fire, this wildfire that like about, gosh, it was probably about four or five months prior to this happening with the kitchen where like over a thousand homes burned down. And so that decreased the amount of people available for labor and for everything. Right. And it drove the prices up too. And like, it was just, it was crazy. And honestly, like that knowing why it was taking so long made me sit and like be grateful that all we were dealing with was a kitchen being gone. It wasn't our entire home being gone. 
But so because of all of that, it ended up taking four months to have our kitchen uh, replaced. And so we went four months without a kitchen. And because I am like a very basic cook, like I don't like cooking. So I find recipes that are like, I like I am the target market for the cookbook that is like um, healthy recipes for like with four ingredients or less in 10 minutes. Like that is me. Like if I can make it as basic and simple as possible, that's me. But that also means that I'm not like super um, creative in the kitchen. And so I just, you know, I had so much help from Instagram, from everyone on Instagram. Everyone was telling me all these things I could do and I could set up like a sink in the backyard so I could wash dishes and I could do like a camp setup where I could, you know, all these things. Super creative super awesome and super helpful. But for me, for someone who already hates cooking, also I have ADHD and it makes it really hard to follow through on things I hate doing like cooking. I knew that I was not going to wash dishes in the backyard in this like pseudo sink when I had a hard time, like even forcing myself to do that when I had a fully functional kitchen, right? So while all of that was helpful, it was still like I knew I knew my I knew my brain and I knew I wouldn't do that. So we ate out. We did takeout like for four months. Um, not every single meal. We did a lot of like wow butter and jelly. We we have peanut allergy in our house. So we can't do peanut butter. So wow butter and jelly. Um, we did a lot of cereal. We did a lot of Lunchables. Like we did a lot of things like that. We did still have our microwave. So that was helpful. So Um, like I could, and we still had our fridge because that was just plugged in in a different part. So I could order pizza one day and then like the next day we could still eat that as leftover. So that was helpful. But we essentially like a large part of our diet was takeout most days. And so that got me really out of routine. And honestly, like it's January now. So we got our kitchen back. What? So May, June, July, it was like mid August that we got our kitchen back. Um, and then we ended up buy, or selling in our house because a new house came on the market that we were really excited about. And so then we had the move and everything like that. And then the holidays and people being sick. And then I had three birthdays in our house in January. And like, I am just now getting back into the swing of like cooking at home, which feels and sounds crazy, but it is what it is. So I am going back to my meal plan which I have a mini course on this. There's a link below. It's $47, but I have a way of meal planning that I meal plan for a quarter at a time. So for three months at a time, including shopping lists. And then after you do that four times, you don't have to ever meal plan ever again if you don't want to, because you have an entire year's worth of meal plans. So that's where I am now. I am not meal planning. I am going back and I am just repeating a year of meal plans, which is really, I'm really thankful to myself that I have that now so I can just focus on that and I don't have that extra labor. But a lot of moms feel stressed out when they think of meal planning because uh, there's a lot to think of as far as feeding our family. Maybe there's like dietary preferences or allergies or uh, we're working on eating healthier or whatever it may be. There's all of that kind of hovering over our brains and our bodies when we're trying to come up with a meal plan each and every week. 
And then there's just the idea of like, do I really want to cook? Do I, how much time do I want to spend cooking after maybe I've been at work all day or whatever that may be. And so whenever I think about meal planning, I want to make it as simple as possible. And one of those ways is that I incorporate something called a yo-yo night in every single week of our lives. (laughs) I started this when my oldest, well, no, I started this when my youngest was two, I want to say. So my oldest was five. And it's shifted over time because at their different ages, I had to have things set up kind of differently. But what yo-yo night is, is it's, uh, it's short for you're on your own. Okay. So what it is, is it's a way for number one to give mom or whoever's cooking a night off because again, I hate cooking. So it's a nice way to do that. Number two, it's a way for kids to be a little creative and independent and kids love this. Like my kids love it. And the first time I mentioned it on Instagram a couple years ago, other people started trying it. And I cannot tell you how many comments or DMs were like, oh my gosh, my kids like ask me each week when yo-yo night is because they love it. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, they think it's pretty cool because they get a little bit more say over what they get to eat that night. Number two, I think it's fun for the, it's fun for kids to cook or feel like they're cooking or to do things around the home. Just like when it's like when kids are really little and they really like taking the laundry out of the the washing machine. Like like basic chores in a home are play to little kids. And so being able to cook like they feel like a real chef even if it just means taking things out of a package and putting it onto a plate, they still feel like they are doing something really important and fun. And so they they enjoy that, right? So you can do this a couple of different ways. What we do is basically you're on your own. There's food in the kitchen. Like you have to have things available to them, but they get to decide what they're going to eat and they get to prepare it, right? And so maybe it is cereal. And if it's cereal, that's okay. Um, This is also a really good exercise in us letting go of a little bit of control, right? Because sometimes, especially in the beginning of implementing yo-yo, they want all the junk. So we had a couple of rules. There has to be protein on the plate and there has to be either a fruit or a vegetable on the plate. Those were the two rules. But besides that, they may have like Cheetos and skittles and like cheese sticks and <laughs> like that's it um and as a mom who like tries to feed well balanced meals to to your kids that could feel really hard but what i discovered early on is that they burn out on that pretty quickly they learn pretty quickly that their bodies like don't feel really good if they just eat cheetos and skittles and that they're still really hungry after like an hour later, like they pick up on that pretty quickly. And so I think having that protein and that fruit or a vegetable um, rule is like kind of crucial in there. And I will also say I am not a dietitian. I am not a nutritionist. I have zero skill or education in that um, besides just being a human and being a mom. 
So if this is something that you don't feel is right for your family for whatever reason, then don't do it or implement it with more specific rules. That's totally okay. You can take this as your own. I'm just explaining what we do as a family. And if it sounds like something that could help be helpful to you, then great. If not, if you're like, oh, I can't do that because X and Y and Z, then then don't do it. Like, it's okay. You don't have to do it and you don't have to do it exactly like I do if you do choose to do it. So all of that said, my kids do a pretty good job now of giving themselves a balanced meal. And also, you guys, sometimes it's okay if they don't have a balanced meal. I don't eat balanced meals all the time. Sometimes I eat popcorn and Dr. Pepper for dinner and I'm not like a healthy Again, I'm not like a fitness trainer. I'm not like I eat McDonald's. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like that is not my specialty. That is not my expertise. But if I see my kids like eat a bowl of cereal for dinner on yo-yo night, I'm not freaking out because they're human and I know I'm human. And like, I'm not going to have this like absolute perfect um, nutrition 24-7. So all that to say. Um, leftovers are great for yo-yo night, um, but just basically giving them a little bit of creativity and uh, ownership over creating dinner for themselves. So when they're really little, I help them more, right? So like when my youngest was two, I was giving her choices. I was saying, okay, here are three kinds of cheese. Which one do you want? Okay, here is either chicken or pepperoni. Which one do you want? So it was more of like a choice for her between various things so that I could make sure she was still eating well or eating (laughs) at least I should say but as they've gotten older they just they figure it out and I think that they are just so used used to now at their ages they're nine and six so they're a little bit older and they've they've been doing this for so many years but they know like ooh, I want I'm not I'm gonna be really hungry if that's all I eat like actually a couple weeks ago Miss Six said that to me. She really wanted uh, cocoa puffs, chocolate cereal, she calls it. And so she like poured that in a bowl and then she turned around and looked at me and she goes, mom, this is kind of all I want, but if I only eat that, I'm going to be really hungry. And I was like, you're, you're right, you are. And so I was like, so what else do you think you could, you could put in there? And do you think you need protein? And she was like, yeah. Um, but then she was also like, but also I never drink the milk in my cereal and I'm going to drink the milk in my cereal to get protein. And I was like, that's a great idea. So, um, it's fun. It's fun to watch them, like think through it and think through how they're going to create their dinner, um, what they're going to have, if they're really hungry or not, all of those things. Right. Uh, so I think it's just really fun and interesting to watch them develop this skill. Um, And it's a skill because they will grow up and they will have to be able to feed themselves, right? And they will have to be able to feed either themselves or themselves and the family. And so they are learning this skill early on in in a way that's appropriate for them in just one dinner a night. Um, Of course, if they come to me and they're like, mom, I don't know what I... I don't know what to have. Or I don't know what to do. I'm not like, eh, you're on your own. Sorry. Like, it's not that. I will help them if they need help. But for the most part, they don't want my help. They do not want mom's help because this is their dinner that they get to plan and they get to eat. So leftovers is always a popular one too. Oftentimes they'll grab some of the leftovers and warm that up. Um, freezer waffles, freezer pancakes, 
we we freeze leftovers and put them in. So like Miss Nine will do leftover soup from the freezer that she knows that she likes that's in there. So they get creative, you get creative and let them see you get creative too with the leftovers and things like that. Or honestly, just let them see you be okay with eating leftovers because I think so oftentimes we like complain about leftovers, but that's really good food. That's a good dinner. And so if they see us warm up the soup from the freezer, that's a leftover. And you're like, Ooh, I'm excited about this soup. They're going to mimic that and they're going to be like, oh, it's okay to, to like the leftovers. And so it's easy to do. So again, this is like a super like kind of silly thing that we do every week, but it's fun. They really like it. They, they've enjoyed it. They enjoy it still after all these years. And I hope that this is helpful for you in whatever capacity you want to introduce it to your family. Thanks for hanging out and listening to the Decluttered Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could write a review or share this episode with a friend or your Instagram stories. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me at the.declutteredmom and send me a DM to say hi. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. I hope you'll come back next week and hang out with us again.